Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to be here. We've had a lot of interviews coming up and we got a lot more scheduled. We're going to do a little solo cast on this one because I want to talk about something that's uh, it's really important to the sales process, and a lot of guys get this wrong, and it's the simple concept of less is more, right? And I don't know what it is about this specific topic that contractors, it, they really struggle with this, but every time I have a new client come into the program and we start going through some sales training, almost every single one has to work on this. And it's just a matter of, it's just, it's just talking too much. Right. And so we have this, I call it the grandma rule. Uh, you know, the, our grandmother, adults, you know, parents, grandparents all used to say, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Well, this is so true because listening is 10 times more important than talking. But for contractors, we believe that the more useless uh, knowledge and crap that we spew out of our mouth, the smarter that people will think we are and that they'll hire us because we're so talented and so knowledgeable and all this other nonsense. The reality of it is most people like to hear themselves talk, but also they also want to be the center of attention, right? So when you're talking to your clients, you, you should not be talking more than 30% of the time. Now, I say clients, I use the words clients and prospect and leads and customers. I use all those kind of interchangeably. In this situation, I'm talking about leads, right? Like not people that haven't actually purchased from you yet when you're doing sales calls with them. But it extends past that. It extends into the conversation after the sale. And this, you know, what we're talking about here, this process of shutting your mouth, because <laughs> that's what we're talking about is like basically keeping your mouth shut as long as possible. It applies to your relationships. It applies to you, anything that you deal with employees, uh, leaders, management, kids, wife, you know, spouse, husband, whatever it applies across the board. It's a fundamental tool than what we call it as a tool. It's a, a tool of the trade as what we call it in the, in the profit club. But one of these tools is what we call the art of silence, where you just, just like stop talking, like just shut your mouth and listen. Right. And so again, talk less. Uh, and, and this is a, another principle that comes into this is what I, I, I posted in the free group a, an article. It's, it's uh, tell me more. And I'll get into that here in a second. But basically, you want to give people the least amount of information needed for their brain to process what you just said, and then use the fewest amount of words required to convey with them the idea and to have a conversation. So we always say with the grandma rules, two ears, one mouth for a reason, but really you should be talking no more than 30% of the time and your customers should be talking 70% of the time. And it's hard to understand this concept. It really is, but it truly is how you provide more value. My clients and myself, we have conversations where we talk 30% of the time and they talk 70% of the time and we close the deal. And there's times where we're talking 70% of the time and the customer's talking 30% of the time and we don't close the deal. 
Okay. And this has been proven time after time after time with my clients and conversations because we talk about these in the Profit Club. We go over sales calls, they record their conversations, they'll send them to me, I'll listen to it, I'll give them feedback. We do live role plays in the group. Like we dive deep deep, deep, deep into sales, the philosophy, the principles, all of it. It's a complete masterclass in sales. And the guys who have gone on and, and have embraced this completely have set, you know, record revenue sales in their business. Like this stuff works, right? I can give you case studies. I can give you testimonials. I can give you all the data that you want to prove to you that this stuff works. And here's the, here's the best part about it. It's easy it's easier, like it's easier to talk less than it is to talk more. Who wouldn't want to just sit there and ask like seven, eight, 12 questions, do a couple mirrors, a couple labels. And then at the end, you sell a $30,000 job, you sell a $100,000 job or more. Like who wouldn't want that scenario? But for whatever reason, we got to puke our immense amount of knowledge all over people. And I've seen contractors literally lose the job because they talked too much. Because the lead, the prospect was just sick and tired of hearing you talking. And so they just want to get off the phone or they just want to get out of that meeting if you're in person. So guys, you don't need to talk more. And I don't know really how to justify or prove that to you, but you just, you don't need to talk more, right? And so when we do our training, I always say like, um, don't go technical because this is what we want to do. This is our comfort zone. This is where we live. This is our confidence lies in technical. If you were a, an electrician and, uh, you know, I'm a client and I call you up and say, Hey, we have, you know, we're wanting to get, um, a backup generator installed in our house, you know, so that when we lose power, we, we have our, you know, our refrigerator and air conditioner or whatever it is that we want, you know, powered on and, and we're wanting to see, get an estimate from you and you instantly go into, well, yeah, well, we have, we have six different types of generators. We have the 600 XL and the 300 X and the 150 uh, L and you know, this one does this many Watts and this one puts out this much power and this and that, and you start spitting out technical knowledge. If we're in person, I'm just going to look at you dumbfounded and be like nodding my head and go, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes, okay, sure. That's great have no idea what you're talking about. No clue. But you thinking that it's going to add value because you know all of this information does not add value. It actually removes value from the conversation because what's happening is you're now making me feel stupid because you're talking in a manner of the way you feel like I should know this information. And so if I don't know this information, I'm going to feel really dumb if I'm like, uh, 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 Brad, I don't know what you're talking about. And so you literally create a situation to where you're making your clients feel dumb. The other thing that ties into this is what I call the curse of knowledge. I didn't come up with that. It's, it's a real thing. It's called the curse of knowledge. But that's where, because you're surrounded in that every single day, you start to lose the reality that most people have no idea what you're talking about. Right. I mean, I could go down a rabbit hole talking about firearms and, and guns and this and reloading and what grain of bullet you should have, how many grains of gunpowder. And I can go down this rabbit hole of, you know, firearm stuff because I'm knowledgeable in that. And most of you wouldn't have a clue what I'm talking about. Right. Like, because that, I mean, I, I know that, but if I'm talking about it every single day, I may talk to someone who knows how to shoot guns. Maybe they go, oh yeah, we, you know, I go to the range once a week. And I'm like, oh, you're a firearms guy. So you know exactly what it's like to reload bullets and, you know, wh what type of uh, poundage on a recoil spring. And they're like, 
no, I no, I mean, I just go shoot. I don't really know anything about guns. Right. And so the curse of knowledge is like, because you're in that every single day, you just kind of naturally start to think that everyone knows the same thing you do. And this also applies to when you hire people, especially no people or not no new people. Uh, it's in E W not K N O W when you hire new people, um, because you've been doing it for 15 years, your memory of what it took for you to learn that stuff is vastly jaded. And so like, it may have taken you three to five years to really understand everything about your trade, but in your mind, you learned it in one year. And so you're like, well, this new guy should just learn it in one year. It's like, yeah, that's not reality. Like, if you could go back and measure, it took you like, you know, three to five years. And so all of this knowledge, this curse of knowledge really plagues us in the sales process because we feel like we got to puke this information all over the client. And so a lot of times what happens in the sales call is if we're having a conversation and I say, you know, so John, tell me, what do you want to have done in this project? And he's like, well, you know, we really want to have tile floor. We know that. And we were thinking about getting um, a heated tile floor. My wife really wants to get a heated tile floor, but we don't know anything about that. You know, if it's worth it or not. And then your eyes get real big and you're like, oh, okay, you're thinking to yourself, here's my moment to shine. And you're like, what's that? Um, I think it's Jim Carrey in one, one of his movies. He like takes a deep breath and then like spits out this three minute long, um, you know, response. And that's like, I'm picturing that <laughs> what contractors are doing and they go into it and they go, well, let me tell you about tile floor heating. First off, and it you know, and that just goes into this 15 minute tirade about all the pros and cons of tile floor heating and the different types and benefits and blah, 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 blah. And all I was asking as a customer is, does it really keep the floor warm or is it just kind of a, you know, does it heat the house? Is that, is like, is it going to heat the room or does it just keep the tile warm? Like that may be all I wanted to know. And you went down this tirade of, you know, dissertation of puking all over me about, you know, all the different types and, you know, how much it costs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I didn't want to know all that information. I just want to know, like, is it worth it? If it's just going to keep the tile warm, then I don't want to do it. But if it's actually going to heat the room, then yeah, that makes sense. We might be interested. This is what I'm talking about. Like, don't give too much information, like give just enough. And then on the back end of that, if they want more information, they will ask you. And so the post that I made uh, this week in the, my free group was about, uh, tell me more. And I learned this uh, many years ago. I went on a mission trip with my church and it was a construction trip where we went overseas and we built some stuff. And the very first trip that I went to was to uh, Krasnodar, Russia. And we were working on this, um, this building that was going to be used for a, a Bible leadership group. And so anyways, when I got back from that trip, it was my first trip I ever went on. You know, it was life changing. It was amazing experiences and, you know, emotional about it, trying to unpack everything. And when you get back, you're very excited about it and you want to tell everyone. And so someone who knew you went on this trip may say, Hey Brad, you know, you see him at, maybe you saw him at church, maybe you saw him at work or whatever. You're like, Hey Brad, how was that trip? You're like, Oh man, let me tell you all about it. This was absolutely amazing. You know, blah, 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 blah. And you got to go on this. It was life changing. Blah. And I go on this 15 minute speech and the whole time they're like, looking at their watch and looking at the ground and like, oh yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Deer in the headlights look. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I gotta go. I gotta go take care of something. The reality of it is they didn't care. They didn't actually care about all the stuff about your trip. And so 
after I did that a couple of times, I was talking to one of the guys in the, uh, that went on the trip with me. Cause we were having like a debrief afterwards. And they said, you know, cause this, this person, I don't remember who it was, but this person I've been on several trips. He's like, you know, you've, you experienced something that was uh, unique to you. And it, you know, it was moving and, and emotional and life-changing, but to them, it's just no, it's no different than like going to the movies. Right. And so the best thing you can do when someone asks you about like, how was your trip is you just give them a one sentence reply of like, it was a really great trip. I really enjoyed it. Hey, just a quick timeout from the show. In the next 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you exactly how you can transform your contracting business. Imagine being part of a community of winners where you can find out exactly what they've done to be successful. That's exactly what you get when you join the Profit Club. But it's not just a community. You get lifetime access to all of my course-related material, including all future material that I add. But wait, there's more. Each week, you'll get access to three group coaching calls to talk about sales, marketing, and business problems and answer any questions that you may have. Still not convinced? How about personalized one-on-one coaching to help you overcome your limits? And here's my promise to you. I guarantee you will double your investment within 90 days, or I personally will work with you one-on-one until you do. So don't wait. Elevate your game with the Profit Club today. Now let's get back to the show. And if they're interested, if they want to know more about it, they will literally say, well, tell me more. Like, how was the food? What was the, how they like? And so whenever they start asking you more questions, that is the indicator that they're actually interested in what you have to say. And that's when you can start going deeper into it. So when the clients say something like, what about heated floors? Is it worth it or not? You can ask a clarification question of, yeah, I can, I have lots of information, you know, what type of information were you looking for? Or, um, you know, what kind of response did you want? Like what exactly are you asking about? Essentially, it's like it's a clarification question. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, what questions do you have about it? Right? Is it worth it or not? I mean, it could be. What, what questions do you have about it? Well, we were. I was just wondering. Like, is it? Does it heat the whole room, or does it just keep the tile warm? And then you respond. And then if they have more questions, they will ask you more questions. But you don't have to go on this fifteen-minute dissertation, right? And so the, it's the kind of the idea of tell me more, right? Tell me more about it. Tell me more. Give me more information. That's not enough information. Give me more. And so it's always better to leave people wanting more than it is to give them too much information that they don't want. I mean, this even applies to like um, people who give speeches, people who uh, stand up comics. Like a lot of times they're doing their bid or whatever or giving their speech and then they end it kind of like somewhat abruptly, but not, you know, they don't leave it like unclosed. But when they leave the stage, people feel like, man, I want more. Tell me more. Give me more. Tell more jokes. Keep talking about your speech because you leave them kind of longing. You're not giving them all the information, right? It's the same kind of, it's the same principle. You want them, if they're interested, to ask you more questions. If they're not interested, you don't want to bore them to death. So the tell me more idea is give them enough information and then let them ask you more questions if they're interested. This also works for estimating. So one of my clients who uh, does work, and obviously she does work if she's a client, but they do larger, I mean, they're, they do, um, I don't want to give too much information because I try to keep some of their, some of their stuff so that, you know, people can't identify who it is. 
they've been in business for a while. They do a lot of revenue, high numbers and revenue, but they, um, they're not making the profit margins they should be making. And they've, they've been stuck in this idea of, you know, be as efficient as possible. And that way you can underbid everyone and still make money. And this is a lie that I, I believe too, for many, many, many years. But when I was talking to them in their estimates, they're doing all of these line item pricing and breakouts, like very detailed, you know, uh, scope of work, which is good. You want detailed scope of work, but then line item pricing for all of this. Okay. And the thought is, well, if I give them all of the information, they will see how transparent I am. And because of that level of transparency, they will see that I have nothing to hire and I'm an honest and truthful contractor and therefore they will hire us. And that's not true. It's just simply not true. Now, do some people want to have all of the information? Yeah, type C personalities, accountants, engineers, those type of people like to have more details. They want to know, you know, every single penny of what, you know, every, what every screw costs and what every nail costs and so on and so on. But that's not the norm. Like, you know, that may be 20% of the population. I don't know what the percentage of, that'd be a good stat to know. Like what percentage of the population is in each one of the, the personality traits, the disc profile? I'm about to look that up because that's a good stat. But let's say it's 20% or so of the population is a C personality. That means the other 80% don't care. They don't care about all the details. And so whenever you're giving estimates, whether it's a ballpark or especially when you're doing like ballpark estimates or when you're doing like a detailed estimate, you still only give them enough information. You give them the least amount of information possible for them to be able to get the, to grasp the concept and then ask questions, ask more questions if they want more information. And so for them and their business, when they do estimates, they have multiple sections because they offer like several different services. And so they'll have like one section with three subsections and each subsection is has pricing. I'm like, just get rid of the pricing and just have the, the main section pricing. So you can have multiple sections if it's like different types of work that you're doing, but you don't need to have all of the subsection pricing in there because at the end of the day, all I want to know is how much is this project going to cost? If it's $200,000, to uh, do a room addition, I don't particularly need to know that the electrical portion of it is fifteen thousand, and the plumbing is twenty thousand, and the framing is you know sixteen thousand, and blah blah blah. I don't need to know every single portion of that. You may think your clients want to know that, but they don't because all they care about is what's this going to cost me in the end. Do I have to go get a loan for two hundred thousand uh, dollars? Is it going to be three hundred thousand? If it's if it's two hundred, I can take you know I can pay for because we have the money. If it's three hundred, I got to go take some money out of my four hundred one k or I got to get a loan. Like, what's the cost going to be so I can make decisions on my own? I don't need to know every single price down to the penny. So it's too much information. Okay, and that's what we do. Like all aspects of our business is we give too much information. And we don't need to. So start keeping, you know, keep your mouth shut most of the time. Don't talk unless you have to. Ask questions, open-ended questions that force your clients to give you more information. Stop trying to be the expert. I know that sounds counterintuitive. Like, well, they're hiring me because I am the expert. Yes, they're hiring you because you're the expert, but they don't want to hear you talk about how smart you are. If they've called you, they already have a belief, 
maybe not a complete belief, but they already have a belief that you know what you're doing because otherwise you wouldn't be in business and you may not have good, you know, if you have reviews and all that stuff, you wouldn't have those things if you didn't know what you were doing. Now, they may have some questions, they may have some reservations, they may, you know, not be fully sold on you yet, but they still believe that you're competent enough to know what you're doing until you open your mouth and actually show them that you're not competent by talking too much. A lot of guys will actually sell themselves out of a job by talking too much. The saying goes, don't sell past yes, right? I always say, sell the next step. Like you don't need to keep talking over and over and over until you, it, it's not going to sell. Just telling you right now, knowing the information and spewing it and puking all of your customers, not going to make them want to buy. Oftentimes when my clients will do a sales call, we call it a discovery call. They will do a discovery call. And at the end of the call, the client, the, the prospect will say, this is the best conversation I've ever had with the contractor. This was a great conversation. Um, you know, I can see why you were very successful. Like comments like that are often made from my clients after they go through this sales process and learn it because it's about connecting with them emotionally and it has nothing to do with the technical side of it. Absolutely nothing. Matter of fact, when we do role plays a lot of times in the group, the contractor, whoever's playing the contractor, will oftentimes role play in a different trade that they don't know. So maybe they're a landscaper, but they'll role play as like a, a remodeler or they'll role play as a painter, right? Somebody, it's a trade that they've never done before because it doesn't matter what your trade is. <laughs> that's, that's the mind blowing part. It doesn't matter what your trade is because the technical stuff really doesn't matter. The technical stuff does not come into play until you've actually are putting the estimate together. Like until you're meeting with them and, you know, getting measurements, that's when more technical stuff comes in play. But, but my, my clients are selling jobs over the phone, sight unseen other than pictures, meaning they haven't gone to the job site without pictures and they're selling jobs, getting a verbal commitment and, or, invoice, sending an invoice for a consultation after the phone call is done, the clients are paying the consultation anywhere from, you know, 250 to $2,500 for a consultation. And then the, my client's going out there meeting with the client, my client, the contractor is going to meet with, the, with their client, doing an insight consultation. And that's when you start getting more technical that's when you can start answering some of those questions. But in the sales portion, the, the, the sales call, we don't go technical at all unless the client asks for more technical questions. And when they do ask a technical question, we give a very short and specific answer to that question. That's not, a, that's not like a, a, a gateway drug where when they ask one technical question, now you get to tell them all of your vast knowledge. No. They ask you a technical question, you respond with a very specific answer to that technical question. What other, what other questions do you have about it? Or sometimes clients think they need that information. They really don't. And we will respond in a way of, you know, Sam, I'd love to give you, I mean, I can geek out on all this technical stuff and I'm more than happy to do that, but I do have some, some, uh, you know, documentation that I can just email over to you when we get off here. And that way we don't have to spend too much time talking about it here. Would that be okay? Oh yeah, that would be great. Yeah. If you could send that over, that'd be great. And then we're back into the sales. 
we're not going down the technical route, right? And so this is what I wanted to, to, to convey to you guys today is like talk less overall, talk less, give just enough information for them to ask, tell me more or say, tell me more or ask, well, you know, well, how do you do that? Well, are you going to end up doing this or does that affect this? Like you want them asking more questions on the technical side. Don't go down puke alley. Okay. If you do that, you will notice that you'll be able to actually connect a little bit easier with your clients and your conversations can actually be enjoyable and they won't have to be as long because you won't have to spend 15 minutes talking about the pros and cons of what, uh, you know, heated tile floors do. You can just cover that on the in, the in-person consultation. So remember, I'm leaving you with this, like talk less, the grandma rule, you talk 30%, your client talks 70%, give enough information and then ask them, let them tell, say, tell me more. And that's how you know if you need to give more information. But overall, I want you to take away from this podcast is like, don't talk as much, talk less, and you will actually be seen as more intelligent. There's a quote in the Bible. I don't know the, the, the verse off the top of my head, but it's like, uh, you know, even a fool is thought to be wise if they don't open their mouth, right? Something to that effect. Forgive me for not knowing my, my Bible verse, but basically if you were, you could be a complete moron, but if you don't open your mouth, nobody will know any different. Okay. So some of you need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Guys, I appreciate you hanging out with me. Do me a favor, leave a review. If you found this uh, information informative, uh, tell me if my jokes suck, if I need to, uh, do a better job, whatever, just give me some feedback. I'd appreciate it. You know where to find me on socials, hammer and grind podcast is all you got to search for TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And, uh, until next time, guys, remember profit is not a dirty word.